Hello, welcome to the second episode of Dive In with XO Swimmer Girl XO, um, or me, Catherine. That's my TikTok handle. And this week's episode is going to be about the story of Swimmer Girl. I know, brilliant. I thought of it myself. Um, just to set the scene for any of you listening, um, I'm currently sitting in the guest bedroom at my parents' house, holding the microphone with my hand. And um, I know what you're thinking. We don't. We don't care. We don't care how the microphone is close to you. Um, the point is I do care. And my first episode I recorded on live on TikTok and I used like my, the company that is producing this believe, which is great. They set me up with an audio engineer and he suggested, he's also great. He suggested I get this microphone with like a mic stand and I got that and I used it, but I, I didn't love it. So I'm just holding this and I don't think there's a wrong way really to do anything or to do many things. And I'm hoping that, that the use of this microphone holding it in my hand is also applicable. So yeah, I also think I ordered one of the microphones that they use for ASMR um, on account of uh, this feels like ASMR. Like I've listened to ASMR before. Also, ASMR is one of those things similar to TikTok where like people pretend they don't do it. Like they pretend they have no idea what it is. And if there's one thing that agitates me more than anything, it is somebody pretending to not know what something is. Like, you know, when you talk to someone, you're like, oh, so-and-so, I heard it on TikTok. And they're like, what? Tick what? What is that? It's like, shut up. Like, do you have an, do you have a TikTok account? Maybe not. You know what the TikTok app is. <laughs> like, we don't need, how long are we going to do this dance? And I think ASMR is a similar thing. Um, anyway, this is like, this mic is a Shure M7. And it looks like the mics that people who are ASMR artists, again, um, not again, I haven't said this before to you, but I think ASM artist has to be the funniest and most clever title, um, of a career. Like I honestly am jealous that I am not one for the fact that I cannot say I'm an ASM artist. Hilarious. I am, I just, I truly am a, a slut for a name. Um, and I wish that was the name of what I do. I guess I haven't talked about what I did yet, but I digress. I digress. This is the story of Swimmer Girl. So some of my most commonly asked questions when someone comes upon my TikTok channel um, range from, oh my God, you have a TikTok. Oh my God, can you dance? And why is your name XO Swimmer Girl XO? So yes, I have a TikTok. Um, I have a TikTok account. I've had one since I think the summer of 20, right before COVID. So like 2019. I didn't start posting on TikTok until this summer. It's like the summer of 2021, which is bizarre. Maybe 2020 was when I got it. I kind of forget. I'm not great accounting, especially not great accounting in my head. But I have a TikTok account and no, I cannot dance. I, you know, I have this theory about people, about people in general um, that's rooted in, I think so many people strive to be perfect and I just have never thought perfect was attainable. I like to think of people as sim characters. Um, and follow me on this one. You know how when you make a Sim character, like it has diamonds and they could either be really friendly. Like it's like, obviously it's like a video game that I played in, uh, what, like 2006, but they could be like really energetic or really lazy. Like those were the extremes. You only had a certain amount of diamonds to play with. 
which is to say that someone who is as energetic and outgoing as possible literally could not be the other qualities in the game. And that is something that made perfect sense to me and is how I have looked at the whole world. No one is incredible at everything. Everyone is incredible at something, in my opinion, or they're incredible at being balanced. And by that, I mean, they're pretty good at a fair amount of things. This is a long-winded way of saying that I cannot dance. I love dancing. Um, I love dancing at weddings. Like I love music. I think it's so fun. I, I honestly love dance floor, but I am not technically a good dancer. Um, people have joked that I have no rhythm and you know, they, they're correct, which is kind of one of the funniest things about people saying, Oh my God, you have a TikTok!" because people who aren't familiar with the TikTok app, but they know the app when you say TikTok, assume still for some bizarre reason that you dance. And so I do laugh that that happens. So yes, I have a TikTok. No, I can't dance. Why is my name XO Swimmer Girl XO? Well, <laughs> do I have a story for you? <laughs> my name is XO Swimmer Girl XO because that was the first email I ever had. Um, XO Swimmer Girl XO at gmail.com was the first email I ever had access to um, as a child. I <laughs> grew up swimming my brother is like incredibly athletic and very, very good at all sports. Um, he's just like naturally talented. And I, we would do sports together when we were little and I was always worse at him in everything, but swimming, like swimming is something that came naturally to me and I really liked it. And so I, did I do like travel swimming? No. Like, did I go to college to swim? No, but I was good at swimming and I was the best of the siblings at it. And like, I only have one brother. I only have one sibling. So I don't know. I always like kind of loved it. I made the email when I first got emails, exoswimmergirlxo at gmail.com. And this summer, this past summer, 2021, it came up again. So for anyone who has Venmo, Venmo is, you can connect Venmo to your Facebook. And I had connected Venmo to my Facebook account in, I don't know, when I downloaded it. And then this summer I was going to New York with some of my friends, um, but right before Memorial Day, and I wanted to Venmo one of my friends, and I didn't realize that in the time between um, getting Venmo and being in New York, I had gotten a new phone, and so I was logged out of my Venmo account. And so I tried to log in with Facebook, and Facebook was like, yo, we don't know who you are. Like, let's do a triple authentication. And I was like, okay, bet, totally fine with that. So they did that authentication, and like, I got to the Gmail screen, and they're like, do you know your password? I'm like, of course I do not know my password. I made this account in 2006. Like, literally, I have no, I could not have less of a clue. So I go through all of the back end, you know, when you forget your password, and they're like, well, what was your grandmother's maiden name? Like, how many things can you answer about yourself? I answered every single one correctly, <clears throat> but somehow this gets um, better, but I, <laughs> you need, like Google makes you set up, obviously I'm like explaining Google, but if you've ever been locked out of your Gmail account, Google has backup. So they'll, they'll connect to your phone number and a backup email. My backup email for exoswimmergirlxo at gmail.com was um, my undergraduate email. So it was like my Bryant email. I went to Bryant. I graduated in 2017. When you graduate from college, your school usually lets you use your email for like one year and then you can pay for it. And to be frank, I just didn't see an outstanding need for me to purchase cemond1 at brian.edu. Also, who was cemond original? Like I always think that because emond's like not that common of a last name, I don't think. I digress. So I, I got to this screen. I go, oh, well, I don't have the Brian. I don't have the Brian backup, but I must have the phone number. You would think. 
I typed my phone number in wrong when I made that account. And in something that I know, I don't know if other people feel this, but I know that people with ADHD, like this is a very common occurrence with ADHD for me. I know when I forget something. Like I know when I have lost something or misplaced something. Do I know where it is? No, but like you have that pain. And I was like, I I was like, I mistyped it. <laughs> like I can't do it. So then Gmail was like, no, 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 have no fear. You can log in. You just need to log into this account on a email, like on a computer that you've logged into it before. And I was like, this has now become too complex. And I was like on the Amtrak, very frustrated, like had not had lunch, had not taken medication, but I take at lunch to like, cause I'm like, I also joke that with ADHD, I'm just like a little person who's fueled by like a lot of anger often. And I got overwhelmed. That led to me being locked on my Venmo account for like the, almost the entirety of the summer, which is very funny. And I, until that point, like was like, what am I going to make my freaking TikTok handle? And I thought, oh, that. So kind of funny. Now my email is still exoswimmergirlxo at gmail.com, but I turned the E in swimmergirl to a three because I cannot get into my original email account, which is so sad. Should I be saying the name of my original email account on a platform in which anyone can listen to it and anyone can hack into it? Maybe not. Or maybe I should, because if anyone can hack into that account, um, with peace and love, can you just give it back to me? Like, I just want it. Like, I, I have, I miss it. So it will live in infamy forever. I'm really excited about that. My first, um, it wasn't my first TikTok handle, actually. I had like user eight number, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking like, what do I want to make my TikTok handle? <laughs> I'm really bad at names. A dive in took a while for me. Um, and I'm really in awe of people who are good at like catchy names. And so um, before XO Summer Girl XO, I, I can't lie to you all. I did have another name and it was Jess Mariano fan account. Anyone who's familiar with Gilmore Girls, um, it explains a lot about me that Jess Mariano is like, he he is my end game, like my fictional character end game, I think. Other than like, no, he's like my TV show fictional character. Like I love him, um, huge fan, obviously. Um, and so... <laughs> I I didn't want to make it my name uh, and I thought maybe I could do that. So I made my account Jess Mariano fan account, right? Well, within one day of being on, like I cannot make any of this up. I hadn't even posted anything. I made Jess Mariano fan account and I got a notification <laughs> that I was tagged in a video and I was like, how am I tagged? I set up TikTok with just my phone number. It is not connected to any of my social media. Like none of my friends know I have it. I'm using it as like an outlet. I like it. I don't want to ask people to follow me. I don't want, I want it to be a place where like, I can just be like, not that I can't be me on like regular Instagram, but I think at some point social media becomes like, just follow everyone you know. And I didn't want to do that. Like I wanted to learn about people who weren't me, who didn't look like me, who had different experiences to me. So I'm like, why the hell have I been like, who has, who has added me, I guess. And it was this like adorable young girl who was angry. And she was like, I switched my username or something for one minute and now someone has it. And I was like, you are fucking shitting me. This girl, I, I don't know how old she is and she was very kind. Um, but this girl's like actually posting on this app because um, the youth does that. And here I am, 26 years old, like taking her username, what's wrong with me? I literally the fear of God entered my body at that time. I just, um, I've gotten better at it, but I'm not the biggest fan of confrontation. And so I just, I was so nervous. So I DM'd her on TikTok um, and gave her the username back. And you can only change your TikTok handle ever. I don't know. I became very, very 
um, I became very familiar with the TikTok rules of service at a very young age prior to posting, I guess, because I was like, oh, you can only change your username like once every 30 days. So she's really nice. I think we still follow. Like, I think we're mutuals on the account. Like we have nothing in common, like not much in common other than our love of Jess Mariano. Um, but it, it was just so funny. So I was glad to think of the <clears throat> EXO swimmer girl EXO moment. Um, but yeah, that was, <clears throat> that was a fun time. I'm sorry I keep coughing or clearing my throat. I have become hyper aware of the fact that I can hear my own voice in this microphone and it really is, it's just, it's a lot. I hope at some point this will wear off, maybe at like the third or fourth episode or whenever this episode comes out. Maybe it never will. Ooh, probably will. Um, so yeah, I decided on XO Swimmer Girl XO. My first um, posts on TikTok were actually informative posts about ADHD, which I have. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was eight years old. Um, and I used to think that just meant like I couldn't sit still in class because I couldn't, but I didn't know all the other things that it meant. And so um, now as a young adult, I do, like I was, I became more familiar with how ADHD affects like, um, like emotions, regulation, all of the four quadrants of the brain that it affects and stuff. And so I kind of wanted to talk about it more and I thought that TikTok would be like a good platform to do so. Now you might be asking like, was your goal to become like an ADHD TikToker? No, no, no. My goal was to help me manage my own ADHD symptoms through TikTok. You see like with my ADHD, I have combined. So there's three types of ADHD, primarily inattentive, primarily hyperactive and combined. ADHD is the most formal diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactive disorder in the DSM-5. Many people still colloquially use ADD, um, attention deficit disorder, which is now, I guess, formally ADHD inattentive. Like that's the name, like the nomenclature is the DSM-5, which is the manual by which psychiatrists form evaluations of mental diseases or disorders. I don't like those words. Like I don't like the word disease. <clears throat> I think it has a negative connotation and I think mental health needs all the help it can get. But long story long, I have the combined type and when you have hyperactive, like that part of ADHD, you feel like compelled to do things like people. Now I sound like I'm talking about the vampire diaries, but a lot of people with ADHD hyperactive or like, in a, like they're really athletic and they have a sport that they've done forever. And they're always bouncing around. I'm always moving. And one of the compulsions, like I'm always talking. And so until TikTok, I felt as though I didn't have like an outlet to get that out. Um, and I know that might sound weird because like we have, like you have the, you can videotape yourself. Like I see a lot of people on TikTok look through old journal entries on like their MacBooks or on their camera rolls. And for some reason for me, like that never scratched the itch. And I think it, honestly, I think it could be because TikTok is public and because what I needed, I not needed, what I worked, have understood more is like the emotional component of ADHD and how I take in emotional stimuli and like how it goes through my body. I wanted to work on my, I guess, how I sounded in thinking things through. And something about the fact that TikTok was public made me feel as though I, like I recorded to my process is like I open the TikTok app because I am like stimulated to do something. I think of something and I say it. I do not write it. I do not script it. I just say it and I just post it. Um, I honestly don't even have like many drafts. Sometimes if the subject um, I feel is like sensitive or I feel um, not comfortable with sharing it at the time, I'll save it in a draft. 
But more often than not, I don't save it in a draft and then re-record the same thing. I save it in a draft. And then a couple days later, when my brain has been thinking it through, I feel more comfortable and I re like I just record the thought. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. It just, it makes a lot of sense to me. TikTok has been a huge help in me thinking through my own thought process. And I don't know, I've just like really liked it. It's an app I really, really enjoy. I think that the steps to post on TikTok have helped my ADHD because um, like I've always been a fan of YouTube. Actually, fun fact, for a period of time, I posted like a YouTube video a couple years ago and I deleted it. It was like this whole thing. I was like ridiculed by people who I knew. It was a great time. Um, but posting on YouTube is like time intensive. People have to record like video, they have to edit, cut. All of those little steps are things that seem overwhelming to me with ADHD. And while it could be something that maybe I do in the future, the part of managing my ADHD, TikTok was like the perfect, it's the perfect medium because it's like, it doesn't take a lot to post. I guess I'll say that. I also love TikTok because I think there's that ADHD in general is um, really misunderstood. <clears throat> As someone who has ADHD, many people, it's it seems to be colloquially thrown around, which I think has been happening, especially with when we learn, we as a society learn more and more about mental health and you try, we try and get people to understand things that they don't experience. And so to do that, we like use examples they'll understand. And then because they understand those examples, sometimes what gets lost in translation is that um, that's what it is. A perfect example is like somebody with ADHD, I believe, um, well, I believe people with ADHD can hyper-focus. This is a state of focus that people with non-ADHD brains cannot achieve. Like it is a, um, the perfect description of this is Dr. Hallowell's book, Driven, Driven to Distraction, which changed my life. Um, I consider it my Bible, like, I'm not a ridiculous, like not ridiculous. I'm not an extremely religious person, but I understand people's <clears throat> draw to like the Bible because of that book. Like I'd never felt more understood in my life than when I did reading that book. And I think that title is a great descriptor of ADHD. We often talk about people with ADHD like they're, we as in society talks about them as if they can't focus on anything and they just flit from topic to topic to topic and they're just they're just empty um all the time like empty headed and just no people with adhd are always in a state of hyper focus they are always focused on something the motor in an adhd person is supercharged but pivoting that focus is what because it's so hard, it's so supercharged, it's so fast, is so difficult for them to do. So somebody with a non-ADHD brain has a motor. I really am sorry. I don't know if you can hear me breathing in, and if so, I'm sorry about that. Somebody with a non-ADHD brain has like, say, they have the motor of a motorized scooter, and they have they can you know they can go super fast, faster than they were just walking. It's a motorized scooter, but the motorized scooter is charged and it has brakes. And so when they want to brake and when they want to turn and when they want to change their speed, they have all the tools to do so without burning out the engine. Somebody with ADHD has a brain that's like a Maserati brain. This is not my metaphor. Dr. Hallowell talks about it. Many psychiatrists use this to describe ADHD. I think it's very helpful. It's very visual to me. So it's like having a Maserati brain or a Maserati in general. That motor is, I don't like cars. Also probably should have started with that one. I'm not a car person, but I think many other people can understand. I think a Maserati goes fast. You know, you see those commercials and it's like going over the cliffs in California and they're just like zooming. It's stunning and beautiful and incredible and one of a kind. 
So it is that motor and bicycle brakes, not even a motorized scooter brake, bicycle brakes and a bicycle wheel. That is exhausting. Like think about driving that, how much energy you would need and it can be dangerous and it can be incredible. And so with proper diagnosis, medication, um, lifestyle changes, um, I, I really don't like talking about lifestyle changes in general because I think that also minimizes what it's like to have a different wiring. By learning to work with your brain, your brain is so much more powerful in that avenue in focus than somebody who does not have ADHD. So people call it like a hyperfocus. However, nowadays by saying that and like normalizing like hyperfocus, many people I think will use hyperfocus to describe day-to-day experiences and they do not have ADHD brains. They'll be like, oh, really needed to get that paper done. So I hyperfocused last night. And I don't know, like as someone with ADHD, it doesn't really bother me. I just like laugh because um, that's like not like some people are like, oh, like, yeah, I just had to hyper-focus and finish like a paper. And I want to, sometimes when I, I was, when I can be angrier, I'm like, did you eat? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, did you eat? Like when you finished the paper, did you get up and eat? Like you said you were working on it all night and people be like, well, yeah, like I got up and I ate and like I changed into pajamas and like I took a shower. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause like if I hyper-focus and I wasn't on like medication that has helped me and, um, I wouldn't get up. Like I would stay in the same clothes. I would sit in the same position. I would get it done faster. My paper would be stronger, but my brain would be exhausted. So like, it's just like interesting. I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't sound, I guess that can sound pretty offensive. It's just, I guess true. So yeah. Anyway, I wanted to share more about ADHD. I always do. And I always will. It's something I'm super passionate about because the misinformation about it has greatly affected me in my personal life. And I think, um, the best, the only way to combat misinformation is actual information. I do want to make it clear. Um, and I've made it clear on my TikTok. I hope I'm not a licensed mental health counselor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I am not a doctor. Um, I used to really want to be a licensed mental health counselor and maybe one day I will be, but for now I'm not. And so any information that you ever get from me is, is POV, a girl who has an ADHD brain and who has known that she had an ADHD brain since she was eight. Um, like, that is the experience that you're listening to. Everyone's experiences are different and um, they're all completely valid. Like my ADHD might not look just like yours and that's totally fine. And I just kind of <clears throat> kind of wanted to address that because I think it's really imperative. But yeah, so I originally started posting about ADHD um, and then when learning about it, it kind of made me laugh because I was learning about like how ADHD affects four main regions of the brain and one of them has to do with like recall. And I remember I, there are some really great people on ADHD TikTok who explain this way better than I do. People with ADHD can struggle to recall like scripted information. I don't know why. I don't know the science behind it. I just know that that is to be true to me. Um, and so it's funny, like I was trying to recall like, oh, the basal ganglia, like the frontal lore, like prefrontal cortex. And I was like tripping over my words because my brain was working too fast, which happens all the time. It like stays that fast. Um, and I just kind of like never post on TikTok. I had like four TikToks and I was like, I can't, this is so, it's, I mean, it's for a good cause, Catherine, but it's exhausting. And I just didn't post after that. Like I was like, never mind. And only when I had gone through heartbreak um, and... Um, it's like, it's kind of funny, like the chicken before the egg. I wanted to post to tell about ADHD. Um, but I started posting because of my ADHD. And so when I went through like an emotionally charged time and I was in therapy and like understand my brain more now than I ever have, I was like, I just need to get this out. 
and I started posting and like that was easier for me. And I started getting compliments that I've never gotten in my life. And it was like, you speak so eloquently. And I just think it's kind of beautiful. A, that's an incredible compliment. B, it's kind of like beautiful and tells the story accurately of how if you work against what you're good at, you're never going to feel smart. Like, like there's so many metaphors. Like if you judge a fish on its ability to ride a bike, it'll always think it's an idiot. I don't like Einstein probably said, somebody said it who wasn't me, but I think this year in general and specifically with TikTok has really culminated for me in that. Like I have spent so much of my life trying to be good at things that I will never be good at and kind of, you know, demeaning things that I am naturally good at. And this year I just made so many decisions to do what I'm good at. And it's just like such a wonderful experience. And I kind of like, I want to encourage everyone to do that. And I know it's really hard to do it, especially in today's world. And we're living through a pandemic and the American school system is not set up for this. And there's so many things working against you. And um, it's hard. I mean, I'm 26 and I'm a very privileged person who's lived a very privileged life. And I'm very, very lucky. And I started feeling like I finally got into my groove as soon as I posted on TikTok. So I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is if you feel like an idiot right now, I hope you know that it's, it is a, a lot less to do with you and a lot more to do with how you're being measured, how your intellect is being measured in my personal opinion. Um, Cause just like everyone can be really great at something. Everybody's really bad at something just like me. Like I'm really, really bad at dancing, which is funny to me. Anyway, that was the story of Swimmer Girl. I started posting um, and I just haven't looked back. TikTok has been like really incredible for me. I love the app. I use the app to like calm down. Um, I like scrolling it is fun. And it's also a good, what I started saying is it's a good way to explain my brain um, in a kind of funny, beautiful thing. I believe the TikTok algorithm is the most accurate representation of what my brain is like. And so when I was younger, people would be like, oh, Catherine's like listening to a radio. And I'm like, no, that's too slow. Um, my brain and ADHD brains, in my humble and limited opinion, work like the TikTok algorithm, which is also why, if I can add in here for a quick sec, I think that might be why I've heard a lot of commentary on TikTok about how people are like, oh, and I mean, you shouldn't focus on the negative. I know that. I mean, everyone's human. And people will be like, I feel like everyone has ADHD nowadays. Like ADHD is so overdiagnosed. Like everyone has it, blah, blah, blah. And as someone who has ADHD and, you know, um, has been told that it isn't real the majority of her life, like that's not the funnest thing to hear. So I was thinking through why that was kind of bothering me. And I think it's because people with ADHD brains are better at this medium than people without them. It's the first time that there has been a medium by which our brains are predisposed to be better at it doesn't mean the medium is better or any um more or less legitimate than the normal <clears throat> mediums of success that we are aware of like the corporate world the finance world xyz it's just the first social media in general lends itself to constantly changing constantly pivoting having an uh, like almost an exasperated or um, smaller, I think all of everybody who is successful in social media has an incredibly high level of self-awareness. And I think that there's like this, there's, there's, I, 
there's commentary that people who have something in the DSM-5 diagnosis are not self-aware. I actually think, and again, I just have ADHD. That's the only brain that I have and I know. I think all of us are hyper-aware of ourselves. Whether or not it's a cur- like a current awareness, we're aware that we are different. We've been aware that we've been different our entire lives. And for neurodivergent people, social media is an avenue that they kind of get. Like, I get the fact that any day some, like I lived my life, like any day something I say someone could comment on in my brain, whatever. And so I just find it funny that the people you see on here being really successful, um, I believe most of them have ADHD. And it's just funny because I'm like, no, I, I mean, I also don't believe that the ADHD numbers have changed that much. However, um, <clears throat> that's not a positive for me. I think that women, and it's been studied that women are, severely underdiagnosed with ADHD because um, most people who are born and it's like born female at birth, they tend to have primarily inattentive ADHD. And so somebody daydreaming out a window is in class is a little less distracting than somebody speaking. And so since most of ADHD diagnosis happens in a classroom, those kids are less disruptive. And so they're less noticed or um, especially with females um, and women like when people who are born female at birth, sorry, assigned female at birth, um, they also tend to like find something they're really good at early. So they find like ADHD, you have a lot of like special interests, a lot of hyper fixations because you're always going to be in that state. So it's just realizing like the safe things, I guess, like the more productive things for your brain and your body. And a lot of them find a sport. Like a lot of my friends who like played sports in college and are brilliant like hilarious, warm, lovely people, the people who I've now realized as an adult, I feel that I can be my most true self later in life told me, which is, I could cry thinking about it. They're like, you talk about ADHD has made me feel better. And I finally talked to my doctor and I got a diagnosis. And I think that that's wonderful. And I think that that is because people with ADHD, their brains adapt fast. And sometimes they adapt so fast that they don't get diagnosed, you know? Anyway, I don't think more people have ADHD. I just think you're seeing more of us. And you always saw us, but where you saw us was when a teacher was like, quiet down, sit still. Where you saw us was the butt of the majority of the jokes. Oh, Catherine just, Catherine always talks a mile a minute. Oh, you know her, like that you know him. He just can't sit still. Oh, he's just a space cadet. The way you used to hear us was always negative. And social media has been the first time in my life where the way we're programmed is positive. And it's honestly, as someone with this brain, I find it to be incredible. Like it's, um, it's awesome. And I love it. I really, really do. It's, it's such a rewarding thing. Anyway, that's the story of Swimmer Girl and my ADHD. I promised you guys every single week I will address a DM on my Instagram. So I'm going to go find one. Um, I have to pause this because my phone's charging. So give me a quick second. I'll be right back. I'm back. Also, I'd like to say formally that as somebody with ADHD, Patience has always been something that I have been hyper aware is um, a gift to be given to someone. And so I would like to thank you all for your patience with these DMs. Um, your, Your attention matters so much to me. And I did not expect when I got the COVID booster and said, feel free to DM me for advice that this many people would. Um, and it was like the best gift ever. And it's, um, 
there's a lot of them and I want to make sure everyone feels heard. And I'm also, I will, it's not an excuse. It's just a statement. I'm not the best at like checking email. So having my DMs flooded with comments about people who, of you, people who value my opinion is like the kindest thing on earth. And I just want to thank you all for being patient with me while I answer them. So I love you all. Anyway, enough sappiness. Sorry. This is from someone and I will, I'm going to DM you after this and say that I answered this because I did answer this on a TikTok. Um, and I'm going to try and work backwards some, as much as I can. Anywho. Hello. I love watching your TikToks and I would like some advice. I'm a senior in high school and I've dated a boy for a year and a half who was a year older than me. So we broke up this August when he went to college. The situation is messy for so many reasons. We were a really perfect couple before he left. There were very few things wrong with our relationship. After he left, we talked pretty often. Then we didn't talk at all for a bit. Then we tried to be friends and I recently cut off communication. And I'm sorry that this isn't recent now. Um, that's my commentary. I'm sorry. But anyway, because it was too hard for me. However, he didn't seem to care and it makes me sad because I have a feeling that he could be completely over things. We, but we always said that we try to date again at the right time. The thing is, I think I'm going to the same school as him next year. Not because he's there, just because I really like it. In fact, he's, one of the, he's the one reason I don't want to go. And I'm scared of seeing him with other girls. It's just so hard because these things would have probably been the same between us if circumstances hadn't changed. And I want to be over him so bad, but I always also don't want to be. This is very complicated. First of all, I love you so much. And can I just say that for somebody who is a senior in high school <clears throat> and then going through this transition, also during COVID, you are incredibly emotionally intelligent. Like the way by which you explained your emotions in that is really impressive to me. Second of all, I want to say, I'm sorry that you're going through this. And I think that, I also think most of the time when people ask for advice, it's very therapeutic to explain a situation to somebody who you don't, who doesn't know it. And I think by that, you know, like this has been soothing for you, I hope. That situation seems really, really hard. And I hear you say like, I don't want to be over him, but I don't know. I think that what you did by listening to what you actually want is the best thing you can do. And what you want can change. And what you want can be different than what you're feeling. There is nothing wrong with you for that. We're complex people. A relationship that has ended because of an age difference, going to school, that's a difficult thing to deal with. Um, and that's something that many people deal with and it doesn't make it any less difficult. I would say that the, this is complicated. Most of w the world is complicated and life is complicated and messy and, that's, and that is how it is. And so I wanna let you know, I wanna ask you to hopefully not put any shame on something you already feel a little uncomfortable about. And I think you should go, okay? I think you should go to this school Personally, also, I think whatever you do is going to be great for you because if the one reason you are not going to this school is to avoid um, the unknown because you don't want to see him with friends, um, I'm not telling you you're not going to, but I am saying that you'll never, like everything in life is unknown. You have no idea what could happen. If the school seems like a great fit for you, I would go. You can always transfer. Remember that every single day we make so many tiny decisions um, all day. And I want to remind you of that because often when we have a decision that seems super big, what has scared me before in the past is thinking like, well, what if it's the wrong one? What if it's something I don't actually want? 
if you go here and you are unhappy, you can transfer. You will be okay. I promise you. And you are becoming a, an even more aware version of yourself right now by understanding how you're feeling. I will give a quick aside and I hope you know, I also hope you know one, a couple of things. A, anything that you tell to your friends or family, I don't care if they've been married for a million years. I don't care if somebody has known you their entire life. Nobody on this planet knows you better than you. And remember that when you ask for advice a lot from people, most of the time, we all, I believe, project what we've been through and we're all different. So just because this hasn't worked out for every single person you've ever met in your life does not mean it can't work out for you. Does not, like, nobody knows how things end. I think right now what you need is what, what you're learning seems to be, which is the most important thing, is that you need to trust your gut and trust yourself. And so I hope that when you talk about this, if you do to people, that they are giving you that support. And I want to encourage you that if you talk about this to somebody and they seem to give you, I don't know, like an altering opinion that you are not a jerk for, ask, for telling them, hey, no, I wasn't asking that. And why I'm doing all of this and saying this is because I'm going to project. I went to college with my high school boyfriend. We didn't go to the same high school. We decided to go to college together. He had gotten a scholarship to another school um, to play football and he had gotten a scholarship to play football at the school that we went to together. And he went to that one because he knew that I would go to this one. I wouldn't go to his other school. And let me tell you, that was received. I was criticized all the time by it. Um, my parents let me go. I think they were really supportive and kind. Every single person in my life had a comment about it. Every single person. I remember one Christmas Eve, um, one of my uncles was like, you think this is a good idea? Like, have fun. You're going to work out. You're going to end up together. And it hurt so bad to hear that. Now, I will tell you, my high school boyfriend and I are not together. We're not together, not because we went to school together. We're not together because our relationship was beautiful and wonderful and it lasted as long as it was supposed to. And I will tell you, going to college with him, I did see him. He was on the football team. I saw him with other girls. And I will tell you, that that hurt, hurt so bad. It really, really did. I will tell you that I experienced it. I can relate to it now, which I actually think is a strength as, as the range of human emotions. Like no human emotion is bad in my opinion. They're just emotions, they're just feelings. And I graduated and I think for me, I learned what well, people say, what you learn in college the most is to trust yourself. You learn the most about yourself. I learned how resilient I was through that. I will also say commentary about the advice that for every single person who told me that me and my high school boyfriend would not be together. If you're listening to this or you're in the car and you're hearing this, every person who told me that every, um, like stare down when someone was like, so you're going to school with him. None of them prevented me from feeling pain. None of them held me back from feeling pain. All they did was tell me that I could not go to them for support because they would say, I told you so. Like, I, I, it's baffling to me how often people equate it, like saying something's advice to projecting worry and anxiety. And that's not, I don't want to say anxiety, but it's projecting nerves to somebody. You know, this just in, if you decide to go to college with this boy, that's a decision you make. You live your life. It is not like it is different than everyone else's. And if someone has something to say about it, they should probably, I suggest, pivot to focus more on themselves. I think that might be a more productive route. Sorry. 
I'm very proud of you. I love you. And let me know how it goes, honestly. Um, I'm really proud of you and you're very eloquent and you're very in touch with your emotions and you're listening to how you feel. And in my opinion, if there is any winners or losers in life, which I don't believe, I I don't believe life's a game. I think the point of life is to know you. And I think that you're on an incredible path to do that by explaining this and by listening to yourself right now. And thank you for DMing me. This will be it for this week. Um, Other than that, I love you all. Your attention matters more to me than you'll ever know. Um, Feel free to check out my TikTok. You probably know me from TikTok. Um, My Instagram DMs are XO. Feel free to reach out to me there. Um, I think we'll also, I also made a Instagram for the podcast, which is dive in with XO. It is a bit of a mouthful. Um, I love you and I will talk to you all soon. Thanks.